With today's Jaldi 5, here are your hosts, Jaggu and Tarana. Welcome back to Jaldi 5, where we curate 5 stories for you that aren't the headlines, but we hope will still enlighten and entertain you. I'm Tarana. I'm Jaggu. And once you've had a listen, we encourage you to keep them in mind for the next time you're in a conversation with friends or colleagues where you'd like to throw in something that's, you know, beyond the regular stuff. Let's get you started with your five for today. Number five. When you think richest country in the world, usually the first name that comes to mind is America. But it would be interesting to know how much money the Americans think they need to be considered individually wealthy. The bad news? A million dollars doesn't work anymore. That cliched number has been left far behind. According to the annual Modern Wealth Survey, the amount that people who were polled said it took to be considered rich averaged at 2.3 million dollars. That's about 16 crores. And it's been around that figure for the past couple of years also. Just as a comparison, that 2.3 million figure is more than 20 times the actual median net worth of US households. There's also a difference in that number based on how old you are. People over 55 feel you need to be worth 2.6 million to be considered rich. Millennials feel the number is a little below 2 million. In case that number is too wild for you, the question arises, what does it take for someone to be deemed merely financially comfortable? Now that amount hovers a little over the 1 million dollar mark give or take a bit depending on how old you are it still works out to upwards of 7 crores generally the younger you are the less you think you need to be considered rich or just financially comfortable the majority of millennials though also had an interesting opinion about wealth more than 3 quarters of them said that their personal definition of wealth was really about the way they live their lives rather than a specific dollar amount and more than half of them aren't worried they expect to feel rich at some point The beauty of it is the strategy many of them plan to adopt. Ignore their friends' social media posts. How like that? Well, according to the survey, overspending because of what they see on social media combined with how easy it is to spend money shopping for that stuff online was the largest bad influence on how they manage their money. And that is a growing influence. Instagram said a couple of months ago that it's testing a shopping feature that lets users buy things directly within the app rather than going to a retailer's website. It's even smoother than one-stop shopping. And all of the millions are fine. But on the flip side, almost 60% of the people surveyed say that they live paycheck to paycheck. So whether you're feeling rich or poor, that whole controlling what you see online and spend on is not a bad idea at all. Number 4 The movement that promotes a clean and green environment has now reached the debt. Instead of coffins, you can now use organic burial pods that will turn your loved ones into trees. This eco-friendly idea is meant to turn what would be a graveyard of tombstones into a memorial park full of trees. Capsula Mundi is an Italian company that has developed a beautiful alternative to coffins. The idea is to place the body in a fetal position and enclose it in a biodegradable burial capsule. That capsule then gets buried in to the ground along with seeds think of it as planting a tree and watching it grow making it a fabulous memory of a loved one and for those that don't follow the burial process and prefer cremations instead there's the bios urn it's a biodegradable container much like a regular urn that one would put ashes in it stores the ashes of the loved one at the bottom of the urn on top of which is a soil mixture the embedded seed takes nourishment from the ashes as it grows into a tree the idea is to add to the environment instead of taking away from it and frankly Frankly, walking into a mini forest of trees instead of a graveyard to pay tribute to a loved one is a much better feeling. Number three. Lotus Shering is a well-regarded doctor in Bhutan. So it's a pity he only practices on Saturdays. The thing is, on weekdays, he is busy being the prime minister. 
He also thinks of his surgery day as a de-stressor. This includes intense 5-hour surgeries for bladder repair and things like that. He's trained in Bangladesh, Australia, Japan and the US and he says that some people play golf, some do archery, he likes to operate. So he was a full-time doctor until he entered politics in 2013. But his party didn't make any headway then. After he lost, the king asked him to lead a team of doctors and travel to far-flung villages to provide free medical treatment. And when he stood for elections again last year, he won and became prime minister. Just for perspective, last year's elections were literally the third elections ever held in the country, which transitioned to a democracy only in 2008. So after he went from doctor to prime minister practically overnight, he keeps in touch with his craft on the weekends. He also has a unique perspective given both his responsibilities. Even though Bhutan has seen major improvements in life expectancy and the elimination of many infectious diseases, the number of lifestyle diseases including alcoholism and diabetes is on the rise. So he knows he has to continue the government's focus on healthcare. In the prime minister's office, he hangs his lab coat on the back of his chair as a reminder that he has to focus on healthcare policies. And politics for him is a lot like being a doctor and he has a really interesting way of putting it. He says, at the hospital he scans and treats patients and in government he scans the health of policies and tries to make them better. Politics can be fickle, but he has every intention of being a practicing doctor for as long as he lives. Matter of fact, on weekdays when he chooses to drive himself to work instead of using his official chauffeur, an all too familiar urge takes a hold of him. He often feels like taking that left turn that would take him straight to the hospital. Number 2 Shaquille O'Neal, one of the world's greatest basketball players, is back in the news even though he retired from playing the sport 8 years ago. And it's for the right reasons. It started with Zach Keith needing a pair of shoes. Zach is a 13-year-old basketball player who wears size 18 shoes. Now, these are tough to get to begin with, and Zach's family can't really afford to buy specialty shoes regularly to keep up with his growing size. So when a local TV station in Atlanta in the US heard of the problem, they approached Shaquille O'Neal, who without hesitation stepped right up. Turns out Shaquille as a kid had found himself in a similar situation. The thing is, he has large feet and actually needs a size 22. When he He was a teenager and trying to get to his school prom. His father asked around for a pair of dress shoes. They weren't easy to find, but Bruce Steelhaber, who owns a shoe store called Friedman's Shoes in Atlanta that specialized in large sizes, gifted the young Shaquille a pair. That act of kindness is something he has never forgotten and has been buying his shoes from there ever since. And so when he found out that Zach needed a pair, Shaquille surprised him by inviting him and his family over to the same store, Friedman's Shoes, and gifting him not one but 10 pairs of shoes. The boy and his family were over the moon. Zack can't get over who of all people wanted to buy him shoes. And Zack's mother is thankful that she doesn't have to worry about buying him shoes. Turns out the young boy hasn't had a pair of dress shoes in about 5 years because he couldn't find proper ones that would fit. All Shaquille wanted to do was return the favor that was once done to him. And turns out he's legendary in more ways than one. Number 1 And finally, birthday celebrations in Gujarat just took a twist, and definitely not in a good way. The Gujarat City Police Commissioner has issued prohibitory orders concerning smearing cake, adhesive tapes, and throwing chemicals and foam during birthday celebrations in public places. Turns out these orders had to be issued after some people got violent during birthday celebrations and thrashed people for fun. No political or communal issue, no neighborhood argument, no reason really, just for fun. That's freaking insane. Areas like Dumas Road. in Surat for example witness a number of celebrations and revelers create a nuisance and there have been 
a bunch of instances in other parts of Gujarat where people have been injured during birthday celebrations. Clearly, it's bad enough that a public notification that bans such celebrations had to be issued. And the police have made it very clear that they can arrest anybody violating this notification. Not a polite rap on the knuckles. Straight to jail. Cake and even foam I can understand. Who the hell celebrates birthdays in public with adhesive tapes and random chemicals and then proceeds to beat up people? Exactly what ingredients do they bake into that cake, yaar? Leaving you to figure where you could have a quiet, non-violent celebration for your next birthday. It's a wrap on Jaldi 5 for today. Keep these topics handy for the next time you want to throw entertaining stuff into any conversation. Also, we'd love to hear from you. So please note, Tarana uses at Tarana Raja across social and I'm Jaguism on Insta and Twitter. You can email feedback to jukebox at bookmyshow.com and follow Book My Show on Facebook, Insta and Twitter for updates on movies, events and all the theatre gigs. Also, do check out our longer order show show called The Odd Couple, which is also available right here on Book My Show. A new episode will be out on Friday. Until next time, I'm Tarana. And I'm Jaggu. Oh, goodbye. Bye-bye. Jaldi 5 with Jaggu and Tarana, exclusively on Book My Show, where all you gotta do is hashtag just press play.